Welcome to the LTG Live Podcast, a podcast focused on the topics and issues most relevant to leadership in youth ministry. We hope you end this episode feeling equipped and inspired to take your leadership to the next level. Everybody, welcome to LTG Live. My name is Aaron Holt, Director of Lead Generation, and, and I'm joined today by my uh, my brother, Peter Reeves, wearing the gold-plated headphones. Life must be good for you, man. Mm-mm. Let's go. Life is good, man. I got GameStop stock, you know? <laughs> I was wondering. You you just got blood. Youth Pastor World is good. You're like, yeah, let me just, let me just, let me just, let me just rock you know, today. Let me just show everybody. This is it. This is it. This is it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, bro, it's good to see you, man. Super excited for today. Um, bunch of you logging on right now. Go ahead, man. Drop in the comments where you're watching from. Um, who you are, tag some of your friends too. It's going to be a great conversation today. Um, we want to see you uh, on the live stream. We want to see your face on the screen and your comments too. So uh, we're excited that you're here. Um, Peter, we got big, big news. It's like moment to celebrate, right? Because a month ago we launched uh, for youth pastors across the country uh, and specifically their student leaders. We launched the student leadership podcast and uh, we've been interviewing youth pastors from all over. Um, just pushing out three podcasts a week, real short, like 10 minute episodes, specifically encouraging and equipping students, uh, to become better student leaders. And bro, this is the big news. We already hit 500 downloads. Wow. Come on, man. That's huge. Let's go. Huge. Yeah. Exciting stuff. I know, I know you're using it. Um, just real quick, I'll put you on the spot. Like any, any like testimonies from like your student leaders that have been checking it out and how they're benefiting from it. I mean, Dude, we try to push a lot of content out to them, but honestly, a lot of them have been on the uh, downloading the student leader podcast. And I would say just the testimony is that they're just getting sharper, like they're decision makers. They're um, responding well to leadership situations. Their situational leadership is getting better. So I don't know if there's any specific testimonies, but just they're getting better. You know what I mean? And they're listening to it. So that's what I care about. Hey, that's so good, right? That's what it's all about. So yeah. yeah. Hey, youth pastors out there, student leaders, um, those of you that might be like skipping school right now (laughs) and watching, um, check it out. Uh, we'll drop a link in the chat for you. Um, you can check out the podcast there. Uh, it's great. All, all this week, actually, Scott Noggle is a great veteran youth pastor. Has been on the podcast all this week, and uh, so it's been uh, it's been excellent and well worth uh, the ten minutes that you spend doing it. So, also want to let you know that LTG Live. This is season three. We got a great guest today, but all of season three is being sponsored by World serve international and incredible nonprofit organization that is addressing the water crisis uh, all over the country uh, or countries of Africa, I should say the continent of Africa, right? Uh, East Africa in particular, over 790 million people on the continent of Africa Mm. have no access to clean water uh, and world serve is addressing that. And uh, so listen, youth pastors are out there. If you're not connected with them, um, I just encourage you to go to their website, WorldServeintl.org. Check out what they're doing. Uh, if you happen to be in uh, Peter Nye's tribe, the Assemblies of God, um, then check out what your uh, Speed of Light campaign is doing with your district and your network there, uh, and uh, it'll be great. So awesome. Next week, my good friend Mike Miller is on LTG Live. He's going to talk to us about how to build your endurance in ministry. I can't wait to hear what he has to say. Peter, I know uh, like today's guest is really one of your close friends. Next week, Mike is one of my close friends. Um, And so we're both excited. We're excited about both of those. um, uh, But next week's going to be great. So same time as always. 
Peter, introduce our guest today, Ty Buckingham, good friend of yours. You guys went to school together, but uh, go ahead and, and, and set him up, right? Yeah. Yeah, man, Ty is uh, an evangelist, uh, travels the country speaking about the Holy Spirit and relationship with the Holy Spirit. He is incredible. He speaks to all different kinds of crowds. Uh, he is my Tuscan Slice partner. That's where we used to eat in college <laughs> all the time together. He is phenomenal at what he does. And most importantly, he is anointed for such a time as this. Come on, people. Give it up. Ty Buckingham. Let's, let's go. Woo. So pumped. So pumped. Yeah. It's a good time. Dude. We're so glad that you're here. Hey, everyone in the chat right now, go ahead and welcome Ty. Say hello to him, especially if you're a friend. If you happen to be his friend, just tell us some embarrassing things about him so Peter and I can talk about oh, it man. here uh, on the live stream. But uh, Ty, <laughs> man, we're uh, we're so glad you're here, man. Thanks for jumping jumping into LPG yeah, Live super today. Pumped. Yeah, I love it, man. Pete, love the uh, Tuscan Slice life, man. I, <laughs> dude, it's like... It's like one of you know those uh sometimes like those password questions where they're like, hey, like these random things like favorite restaurant in college. Like every time I have to, to type it in when I forget my passwords all the time to these places. And I'm I don't know if I'm excited about it or living in regret, but you know. <laughs> we kept that place open. Dude, we did for man. sure. It. Yeah, that's so good. It, for sure. So good. Well, Ty, man, we're super excited that you're with us uh, to talk about uh, an, an incredible issue here that I, I think is uh, near and dear to the heart of, of every youth pastor, especially youth pastors that uh, are Pentecostal and, uh, and and are part of the Assemblies of God. If you're not, that's okay, man. We're glad yeah. that you're, you're talking here and jumping in. Um, so we're going to talk about uh, how to help lead our students into the baptism of the Holy Spirit today. Um, and uh, you got a lot of practical advice for us, but also this yeah. is a big part of your ministry like this is something that's very real near and dear to your heart as well because it's what you feel like god has called you you know to do as an evangelist so yeah. real quick before we jump into maybe like like the depth of the conversation give us a little background tell us a little bit about yourself your family and uh, and maybe even you know kind of mix in there like some of the ways in which god kind of like specifically burdened you on uh, to really minister in this specific lane yeah, love it. So yeah, super pumped to be with you guys. And also WorldServe is the jam. Love what they do for real. But yeah, so yeah. So I now live in Atlanta, Georgia with my wife, Rebecca. We um, we don't have any kids, but we've been married for five years. So, you know, we don't have kids, but we practice all the time. So that's yeah. the goal. So there we go. <laughs> but so we, we're all about that. But man, like we, we're married. We love it. We, um, we, we've been, you know, based in Atlanta for about six years. But yeah, so I grew up in a church that would consider themselves Pentecostal, charismatic, which translated to, we occasionally speak in tongues out loud and make everyone else uncomfortable. That's basically <laughs> what that was. And that was like the measurement of it, which was like always weird to me. Even as a, as a kid, I was like, is this, is this the only thing? Cause like I've read the Bible, you know, at the time, like once. And I was like, man, like I am like looking through this, like, okay, there's like a bunch of cool Holy Spirit stuff. And yet we're making it all about this one thing that to me, even still kind of the weirdest part. And so I was like, what is up with this? And so even as I was, you know, a, a kid in youth camp getting called to ministry, doing what I'm I'm still doing now, which is awesome. I mean, I always had this burden of man, like, why is it that people either take this stuff out of proportion, make it really weird, extra emotional. I love emotions, but not with this all the time. And then like, man, like there has to be more. Like that was always my question. Like there must be more to Holy Spirit than just these couple hyper emotional, sensitive, 
environments that I've been in. And so then studied, studied with Pete for a little bit in college and then, you know, got mentored by an awesome guy named Tim Enlow, who does a similar vibe, who's awesome, connects with world serve as well. And man, just then traveling and preaching and, and really making it super simple because the truth is this is a simple thing. This isn't complicated. This isn't weird, but we've made it kind of weird, kind of complicated, but this is a, I'm trying to make the simple, simple and the normal, normal really is kind of the, the base of it. And yeah, now we've been all over the country. We've done, you know, events in, in Canada. And then we did a couple years ago, we did a, a conference in, in, in Shanghai, China, which is pretty wild, but yeah, it's, wild. it's a, it's a wild, wild ride for sure. Yeah. That's so good. That's so good. All right, Peter, take it away. I know that you got history with Ty. Um, and yeah. I know that you're passionate on this topic too. So kind of set us up for this conversation. Yeah, Todd, one of my favorite things that I've er- I've had you in, obviously, to speak about the Holy Spirit, which, by the way, you crushed it. And if you are saying to my, I don't know how to teach my people uh, how to have a healthy relationship with the Holy Spirit, Ty is your guy. Ooh, that rhymed. Okay. Um, one of my favorite things that you say uh, about the Holy Spirit is um, you say we're praying um, with people with people, not for people to receive the Holy Spirit. Um, And that is one of my favorite principles that you teach. Where did you get that from? And why do you say that? Yeah, I think I've been thinking about it a lot lately, especially as a man, like, because I think I would always hear this, you know, I would see, you know, we see it all the time of like people like, hey, like, here's what's going on in my life. And then we see all the comments of like, hey, praying for you, praying for you, praying for you. I mean, like, I don't, number one, I don't want to just pray for you. I want to pray with you because it's not, it's not my, my power, my ability, my stuff. So she, as we pray with students, leaders, or adults too, you know, man, like I'm not praying for you. Like you're not looking for me. You're looking for Jesus. And I'm just trying to be a vessel, just like you're trying to be a vessel. But man, like, I think what's, what's crazy to me is I see people all the time saying like, Hey, I'm praying for you, praying for you. But it's just a post typically. And it's like, but again, I want to pray with you. I want to call you up, hmm. actually pray with you. Because the difference between like, man, if someone's sick, we see that all the time. Especially now in this crazy season, man, people are sick. And it's like, hey, I'm praying for you. I'm praying for you. I mean, the difference between a sick person and a healed person is the same difference between a post and an actual phone call. Man, like hmm. actually like calling them up, like actually pray. Because I think I saw someone post this yesterday. Like, man. Oftentimes when you see people post, hey, praying for you, that itself, that was the entire prayer. You know, that's the whole thing. And so, man, I love the idea of engaging with people. Like, I want to do this with people. Like, this isn't me giving something for you because I have nothing outside of Jesus anyways. Like, we're just doing this together because, I mean, I think I've just I've seen it, you know, speaking. You guys have seen it, too. Like, man, when we do altars, when we pray for people, there's all these youth leaders up there. or There's all these people who are just as if not more qualified to pray than me. And yet people come, they try to like gather to us, but I'm like, man, like I, like I have the same thing everyone else has. So man, like, don't be trying to pray. Like have me pray for you, have anybody pray with you. And that's been just a, a big thing for me lately is just, and so part of it's just a, a humility thing so that I don't feel like I'm, I'm higher than anybody. Like, I mean, I want to do this with you alongside of you and bringing value to you with, with you doing all that. Yeah. Love that. Love that. So good. Yeah, that's super good. Yeah, yeah. So Ty, like, like, jump into uh, maybe um, for the youth pastors listening right now um, that are just saying, "Hey, give me some practical tips." You know, obviously, this is a focus of your ministry. So, what can you pass on to the youth pastor who's listening right now, um, or the one who's listening back? You know, on the podcast, maybe you know, months from now or whatever. Yeah. Walk walk through some practical tips for how we can really sharpen our skills in youth ministry on this particular issue of helping lead students uh, into baptism of the Holy Spirit? Yeah. So first off, 
I think the biggest thing I've realized and learned and help people all the time, this is like the bread and butter of what we do. Like here's the secret sauce, whatever is, man, I believe this is that man, the goal in all of this is not for people to be speaking in tongues. You know, the goal of this is not, not, it's not, we're trying to get people to speak in tongues. We are trying to get people to have a better encounter with Holy spirit. You know, the, yeah. the goal is not, is not speaking in tongues, like speaking in tongues. Yeah. is not the goal. The goal is for them to have a more authentic, better, closer relationship with Holy spirit than the moment they walked into that service into that moment. Like, man, like, cause if we make it all about speaking in tongues or like, I think of it like this, I've spoken this before, but, um, but like Pete, what's your favorite fruit, man? Favorite fruit, favorite fruit, grapes. There we go. So let's say you hit me up, we're hanging out and you're like, dude, I need some grapes. I'm like, dude, I got your fix, man. I'm going to go to the store, get you some grapes, hit you up. I come back and you're like, Hey man, where are the grapes? And I, I pull out of my pocket, the receipt. And you're like, okay, cool. And it says grapes. I got, it says right there. I bought you some grapes. <laughs> I hand it to you and you're like, okay, this is cute. But like, where are the actual grapes? And I'm like, bro, like chill out, man. I just handed you a, it, it says I got you grapes. And yet so many times that's how we treat this whole thing about the Holy Spirit. See, speaking in tongues is the is this receipt of the transaction. Mm-hmm. It's the evidence of what we've received. The problem that's is, man, I would never go to the store and ask for a receipt. Like, that would be so weird. Like, I wouldn't just go to the store, drive all the way just to get a receipt. No, I want to get the actual substance. I want to get the yeah. grapes. I want to get the thing that's actually going to sustain me, give me, you know, give me better stuff. You know, it'll increase amazing things, man. Because the truth is, I think the first thing we have to understand is that our, our goal has to change. Our goal is not getting the students to speak in tongues. Our goal is for students to have a real authentic relationship with Holy Spirit. Speaking mm. in tongues is amazing. Changed my life. I, I could talk about that forever. However, man, speaking in tongues becomes really strange when we don't know the actual cause of it. Man, like, because speaking in tongues is awesome. I mean, I think a great thing is just setting up the, that situation of number one, what is our goal? Our goal is for students to leave with more than they came in with. Yeah. And if you pursue Holy Spirit, you cannot fail that. You cannot fail that. And then you're not, I remember, I remember grew up at a youth camp I went to, and there was all these students who like weren't filled, which is a weird metric. And they're like, Hey, all the students who weren't filled, I want you to come over uh, to this area and or I'm going to, I'm going to teach and pray with you. And I'm like, man, I, I think that's pretty messed up. Like that makes you feel really strange. And man, but the truth is, is like, man, like if our goal is just to receive more, then there's no weird conversations at the end of like, why didn't I get it? I mean, I feel like a lot of people have experienced that before. And man, I, um, sorry, sorry, I figured out the, the phone thing. Um, but man, like, I feel like people have experienced it all the time. Like, man, like, what do I say to the student who hasn't received? Well, the yeah. problem is you're saying they haven't received based on your measurement of mm-hmm. what receiving actually looks like that's so good yeah, yeah. that's so good i had a i had a um i mean this your teaching has really helped me kind of shape what i say to my students because we you know as much as we appreciate people like you who come in and specifically speak about the holy spirit after having you we're like this needs to be a regular conversation yeah, yeah, in yeah. our ministry uh we had jeff grinnell on last week and jeff said it and i believe it to be true that the most important relationship a student can have is with the Holy Spirit. Um, And I remember, you know, being in several different camp situations or conference situations where students haven't received and they've actually left the altars more discouraged um, with the desire to not pursue God because of the lack of disappointment presented to them in that moment. And it's like, dude, the celebration, and I think I got this from you, is Dude, you just spent 45 minutes in worship and prayer. Have you ever done that before? Right, right, right. right. Like, no, you've never done that before. That's incredible. That's amazing. Yeah. Um, and, and just really 
students learning how to dig and, and be with the Lord and spend, these are things that practices that will eventually lead them into an encounter. Um, before, you know, uh, I want to say it was maybe my first or second year being a youth pastor too. Yeah, I had yeah. this guy in my youth ministry who came to intern who actually was from a, a Baptist ministry. And he was like, yo, you guys start speaking in tongues. And I'm like, what is this? Like the United Nations or like, what, you know, what's going on? You know? So, um, he uh he literally like didn't believe in and it was tough for us because we loved him as a person we wanted him to be a part of it but when we would talk about the holy spirit i mean he was just out and i remember one time in a pre-service prayer setting um he was just worshiping and praying which is always the precursor to receiving i feel like the infilling is just worship and prayer yeah, uh, turning your affections on jesus this dude gets filled with the spirit in pre-service prayer Nobody laid a hand on him. Nobody said, yeah, man, if you see letters going through your mind right now, just say the letters. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> he just received. He yeah, just man. received. And it changed my perspective because I was like, I grew up in the setting too, where like someone licked their hand and fire, you know, baptize you <laughs> and like pray over you and shake your head like yeah, the with a basketball, bow, 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 you know, whatever. Yeah, that costs extra uh, for us. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it just changed my perspective, man. Like the Lord. Uh, is still uh, he 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 esteems his word above his name, and yep. when you worship and you focus on him, man, so I think it's filled. I think it's real because I think that's the half the problem is like man like it has to happen at youth service or at youth camp. But the truth is this is super weird. But we've we figured out the statistics of it, man. When people in our ministry, at least this is for us, people number one they receive the most at the altar in prayer, cool. But the second most common place is either in their car or their bathroom. Like, mm, like it's really wow. weird because, you know, like, man, like every morning, like I'm brushing my teeth, man, like I'm doing nothing else. I'm just going to pray. Like I'm going to, am I drive man, my best times with the Lord is not at a service. It's when I'm driving my car by myself because it's it just me and him. And so, man, like I want to encourage, man, youth pastors, youth leaders, or even you, if you're personally have been praying and seeking for this, man, take all the pressure off and go to the place where you most often experience God and hear his voice and pray there, man. Like, cause I think we create these, these pressure environments sometimes unintentionally, but man, like you can receive this anywhere. I mean, like at a pre-service prayer, man, at, at a, you know, on, on your drive home and like before you go to sleep, like you can receive wherever because Holy Spirit's with you wherever, everywhere yeah. you're at. That's so good. That's so good. So, hey, listen, those of you that are watching live, we're talking with Ty Buckingham, evangelist, uh, uh, specifically on the topic of leading students into the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Um, I know, Ty, this is a, a topic that probably brings up a whole host of different questions. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I hope that you're ready um, because Let's those go. of you that are on the live stream right now, go ahead and chat it up. If you got a question for Ty um, and uh, we're going to just try to put him on the spot. So whatever questions you got, we'd love to in involve you uh, that are watching with us live in this conversation. Um, if you're listening back on the podcast after the fact, uh, hey, feel free to shoot uh, Ty an email, grab him on uh, Instagram at Ty Buckingham. Yeah, for um, sure. I'm sure you can DM him and, and connect with him in that way. But yeah, so Ty, sure. one, one of the things you mentioned um, and I'll just kind of kind of set up one of my questions here um, while others that are watching, you know, are typing in some of theirs. Um, you mentioned that sometimes the experience that students have or that even leaders have, whether as adults or maybe when they were students, is that it's just weird. Like like it's just it's just the way it's been talked about, the way yeah, that yeah. it's presented, the uh, maybe the experience that is created. It's just it's just weird. And I think that probably for some youth pastors, maybe not all, but for some um, that becomes a major stumbling block because kind of like, I just want to stay away from anything like that. Right. So this is my question. So how do I avoid the weird? 
yeah, <laughs> when yeah, talking yeah. about the Holy Spirit, or or is it even avoidable? Maybe there, maybe we just need to own the fact that there there are parts of it that maybe, yeah, you know, man. as some define it, are weird. But just love to get your thoughts on that. Yeah, man. I think things in general in ministry that are weird. The only reason that they're weird is because we've made them weird. Is like, man, mm. like like if you like, I feel like the two areas, especially in the church at large, but man, youth wherever is the two weird people areas people make the weirdest is is with Holy Spirit and money. Man, like money isn't weird. Don't make it weird. Holy Spirit isn't weird. Man, I think the idea of the weirdness is only because it's such a, a cliche thing. But man, like the people who make Holy Spirit weird, they were already weird, man. Like they were already weird. Like they, they were just looking for an opportunity so to be more weird. Dude, you know what? Honestly, I think that's really, it's a, a funny thing, but I think what people are looking for is they're looking for an area to validate their weirdness without mm. with, with it being inexcusable. Like, hey, it's Holy Spirit, man. Like, bro, but you can't dance. So please stop. Like, keep your shoes on because your feet stink. Like, I'm just being for real. I'm like, I'm not about that. But it's, man, I think that's the thing, man. Like, like, how do I avoid the weird, man? Is I think you just understand, like, if, like Holy Spirit and weird do not go together. If you like, mm. I, I know that because Holy Spirit, he's my best friend. And so like, I know him, he's not weird. So yeah. the yeah. the only difference is that maybe, maybe you're weird, man. Like, and I get it. I'm kind of <laughs> weird. I know Pete's freaking crazy. So, but man, that, that's really honestly how it is, man. Is I think, I think how we, uh, how we avoid the weird man is just, I think you can rate these like weird pressures. Like, cause anyway, like, I think we end up like almost like self-fulfilling prophecies, man. Is like, like, man, like, Hope it's not weird tonight. Hope it's not weird tonight. And then like one little thing happens. You're like, see, I knew it was going to happen. Like, bro, you were looking for it, man. You were looking yeah, for yeah, the weird. Yeah. 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 I think too, like sometimes we, um, like I obviously I don't think we should be weird, but I also don't think we should be afraid of weird. Like there's some weird yeah. stuff that the Holy Spirit prompts Jesus to do. And you're like, uh, you know what I mean? Like the Holy, like we shouldn't be afraid of it. Um, we shouldn't also just lean into weirdness. And, and I think this is what I learned about people being weird about the Holy spirit is that, and I got this from Aaron is like confrontation is not a bad thing in ministry. This is op, this is an opportunity to disciple people uh, into yeah. genuine encounters and genuine leadership and discipleship. So I actually don't even mind when people start getting weird and they start, they can't dance and they start trying to dance. And I pull them aside and say, why are you doing that? Well, the Holy spirit told me, Wait, where does he say that? You know, tell me how he spoke to you. All of my best discipleship conversations have come out of people trying to be weird and do things. And I'm like, I don't see that in scripture. or I've never heard of anyone doing that. Let's talk about it. I mean, honestly. Because yeah. the truth um, is, so people I'm not, aren't trying to be weird. They're trying to be, they're trying to just figure themselves out, man. Like, they're just trying right. to figure that out. And, yeah. you know, like, and I think that's what's great is like having those conversations, like you're saying, like, man, like, hey, like, I'd love to talk to you. Like, what, what was happening? Like, and like, like, man, I had this really crazy authentic experience. That's awesome. But let me tell you, there's a difference between authentic and, you know, unauthentic and kind of like experiencing it being like, what's, what's emotionally driven and what's not. Cause I think even a side note with that is some people like experience Holy spirit and they're like, man, I want to feel him. I want to feel Holy spirit. I want to feel like, that's like, man, I felt him so much. Like feeling is like the lowest level of, of like, of, you know, of, of maturity uh, with like Holy spirit, man. Like if you need to feel it, it's like, man, my first girlfriend when I was 15, you know what question I asked her all the freaking time was, Hey, do you love me? Do you love me? Do you love, it was, I was a mess. And, but I was like, I was asking it, you know why? Cause I wanted to feel it. And like, I wanted to feel the affection, but man, like feeling yeah. is like stage one, man. Like you might not be feeling it because you're actually a more mature believer than you think you are. Yeah. 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 Super good. Okay. You know, it's, it's, I would say this before we get to the questions, I was just reading, um, 
this is so cool that we're talking about this today. And obviously I knew it was coming, but I read second Corinthians chapter 13 last night. And it says, may the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy spirit be with you all. Right. It was a prayer that Paul was just praying over these people. Obviously there's a picture of salvation, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God. We want people to experience grace. We want them to experience love. And then it says this, may the fellowship of the Holy spirit be with you all. Um, grace, love and fellowship. man. this is what we're trying to help students get into, uh, this genuine expression. And so I think it is pivotal that this conversation is being had today on this yeah. platform. And as we answer these questions, man, I'm praying that people get inspired yeah, uh, to, to do more Holy Spirit work, if you will, in their youth ministries. Dude, yeah. love it. So good. All right. Hey, we got some great questions. They're coming in on the chat here. So let's just go through them. Those of you that are that are listening right now live, go ahead and keep on typing questions. We're going to try to hit as many of these as we can. This one is from uh, Christopher Merrill, he says this, how do you tend to conclude your services to give them, quote unquote, the response or the opportunity to receive? This is typically when students seem to feel that pressure that I'm I'm assuming that Christopher is referring to what you referred to earlier, kind of like a pressure moment of like, oh, I didn't get it. Like, what do I do now? So great question, Christopher. Ty. Yeah, I think I think the biggest thing is this is I mean like I've done this I did this with, with, with when I was with Pete man he's like at the end of the service at, at the altar time I am very I might be different than the people man I I actually have a slide that I'll put up that's like these four points of man like how we're how we're gonna pray for this so how do we conclude our services and give them the response like how do we kind of set up that response is I say hey here's like the four steps we're gonna do number one we're gonna get as close to God as you know how to now for you without messing up someone else's experience. The, the, the truth is always in this with like, I always set this up. Like, Hey, we're about to experience God uniquely on a personal individual level. However, don't do not let your expression mess up someone else's experience. That's not cool. That's not fair to them. So that's kind of the, the, the overcompensating thing, but like, like number one is get as close to Jesus as you can, man. Like, Tell Jesus that you want to receive it. I mean, by definition, Jesus says it's a gift that we receive. And so, man, so just you're just going to tell him you want to receive it, man. It's your birthday. Say, hey, I want to open up gifts right now. Do it. Oh. And you just say, okay, I want to receive this. And then you create the environment through prayer and worship of saying, okay, pray and worship like it's just you and him because it because it is. And, you know, just kind of get as close as you can. And then the last thing is at any point. You feel Holy Spirit, know him, have a great sense of faith, man, just let out what you feel him prompting you to say. The Bible says this is that the Holy Spirit, you know, he, he will give the utterance to speak. Like, so it's not us making it up. He's not going to wiggle your tongue, though, either, man. It's it's you receiving that prompting and you letting it out. But if you're there and you're like, and this, you're like, man, like, but they might think it, it makes no sense. It's not going to make any sense. It's a different stinking language. Doesn't make any sense to me. If I wish I knew what it said, but like I think that's I think for me, I I don't see it as like I don't I try at least I don't try to pastor in that moment or you know or preach. I try to coach them. I try to coach them as best as I can. Now, granted, I was only I only had a coach once. I was in second grade for soccer, so I have limited experience. However, (laughs) I want to be like, hey, so here's how we're going to do this because I want them to feel like we're in this together. You're not by yourself. And this is this is huge. This is my number one thing. Like for all leaders who pray for this, this is the thing. Encourage them while they're praying. Like literally, I will tell them like, hey, man, like, 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 dude, girl, whatever. Like you are doing everything right. You're doing everything right. I'll yeah. say that from the microphone. I'll say that one-to-one. I will say that over and over and over again so that they understand that what they're doing is the right thing. Because I mean, think, when is the last time that you were praying and someone told you that you were doing it right? Hmm. 
I mean, <laughs> dude, and so that's I want to be like, point, man. I want to be like, man, like, and even this is this is for all the time. Like, man, when you have a student pray, even for dinner, bro, it's like, dude, hey, that was really awesome. And people might be like, that's like, why are you saying that's awesome? Like, dude, I want to encourage you, man. Like, yeah. I want to give you yeah. what maybe no pastor or parent has ever given you. Like, dude, yeah. you are really good at connecting with God. Wow. And so even if they leave without speaking in tongues, bro, they're leaving with more of Holy Spirit and even encouragement of how to do so in the future. I yeah. hope that yeah. I hope that kind of answers the, the that question for sure. Yeah, I would say so for sure, man. And I have that slide. Um, and I do what every preacher does. I do what every preacher does. I, I preach it. it like it's my own. Come it. on. Dude, it is. Go. I got this. Like, hey, yo, Pete, what's really? Pete, send me that. Send me that slide. I got camps this summer. Let's go. I got you. <laughs> right. The interesting thing about this slide, though, that's so funny, is that the background of it is donuts. And that yeah, sums yeah. up Ty's personality. <laughs> like, you can't. The background is donuts. He's like, I want you to receive the Holy Spirit. I also want you to know that sprinkles on your donut are God's divine plan they for are, your man. life. Listen, if you're, but, if you're uh, listening back on the podcast, you got to go find the video just to see pete holding up donuts with his gold-plated headphones it's great i've done that it's a great. couple of times we actually just did i was so pumped to do this because i've done that vibe before of how i set it up with the donuts <laughs> and i actually just did a, a youth event where we surprised all the students at the very beginning we brought them like like we brought them donuts bro holy ghost showed up and like that was it man <laughs> So if you're a youth pastor listening right now, you will get your money back by booking time just in donuts. Just in donuts. But yeah, man, I, uh, there's another question here um, by Michael Shaw. He said, how can we set up the atmosphere uh, for students that are not church kids to buy into the subject of Holy Spirit and baptism in the Holy Spirit? This is an excellent question. Yeah. yeah. Great question, love- Michael. Yeah. Yeah. I love that. I think, I think that's, that is the, the complicated one, right? Because at the end of the day, I think the, the end up, I think it's the best question, but it's a broken, a broken question because the, tr- the truth is, is we're not trying to sell them anything. We're trying to offer them something mm. that's already, it's already been purchased, man. Like we're not, there's like, there's no, like, I think we, we get in that vibe. Like, Hey, I want to sell these students this vibe, but man, like the truth is I have friends and from college, Pete knows them. They hit me up about once a year to try to sell me something, bro. So I'm trying to sell <laughs> me something. Like, like, give me relationship, man. Like, I want the relationship, man. If you'll, I think the best way for to engage students in this stuff is to show them what it's like, man. It's not about just the teaching. It's like, man, like, hey, like, man, like, like Pastor Pete, man, Pastor, man, like this dude has something different on his life, man. Like when he talks to me, it's not like, oh, my parents talk to me or my friends talk to me. And then what is that? And like, dude, like, well, I, I have Holy Spirit. I'm just trying to get more of that. I think that's the thing, man, is setting it up for people of, I think, well, we, we end up making it weird when we talk about it being weird. Cause like, I think like, when students walk in, like, Hey, we're going to talk about Holy spirit, but this isn't going to be weird, bro. They weren't thinking it was going to be weird until you said, this isn't going to be weird. Oh, that's right. so true. Like we like, said it, we set it up in our language to make them think weird. Yeah. Dude, no yeah. one, no one cares. Cause you never do that with Jesus. Like, Hey, we're going to talk about Jesus tonight. It's not going to be weird though. You're like, yeah, it's yeah, not yeah, weird. Yeah. what's yeah. that freaking happen, man. Yeah. You know, Unless people start washing each other's feet, it's not going to be weird, man. Like for real, <laughs> dude. That's so good, though. No, dude, but I, so I, I like your point there. That that like you can almost tell the youth pastor who's automatic. Their thought process going into it is this is going to be weird. So they yeah. try to overcompensate by saying it's not going to be weird, and therefore they have just dude, made it. It is, it is literally like a non intentional self fulfilling prophecy. It's yeah, it, crazy. Yeah. Yeah. And then yeah. they say it's not going to be weird. Then it's weird. And they say, see, I knew it. It was going to yeah. be weird. Then I had to warn. And then like, dude, just shut up, man. Like, just, just do your thing. Don't worry yeah. about it. Like yeah. It's, yeah. it's all good, man. Okay. So here, here's, here's speaking of weird right here. So here's a question. This is from uh, Samantha. She says, I don't want to be weird. 
but, <laughs> but, but do we need to encourage kids to sing praises while seeking the Holy Spirit? I have some kids who don't like to sing or pray out loud. Can you receive without opening your mouth? Dude, that's awesome. Um, I think first off, the singing thing, I tell people this, like, because people are like, I get nervous. Like, am I going to sing? Am I going to be loud? Like, bro, you're in control. If you can't sing, please don't sing. Like, <laughs> please don't do that. But I think it's, a, I think a great question is, yeah, I mean, so the, the goal is this, is to have people have more of Holy Spirit than they walked in with. That's the goal always. Yeah. Speaking in tongues is a side effect of that goal. And so the only way that you speak in tongues is to be speaking. Now, I'm not saying you've got to set it up. Now, say this, you know, she should have bought a Honda, but a Kia, whatever thing. Right, right, but, right. You know, none of that craziness or all the other yeah, jokes. Yeah. But I think, uh, I think I really, yeah, I, yeah, repeat after me, man. <laughs> I love that one. If you see some letters in your head, I haven't heard that one. You know what's so funny? Okay, okay, before you answer this question, one time I had a kid in a service talking about the Holy Spirit, yeah. and he does a SpongeBob thing that, ah! <laughs> oh. Bro. I was like, be filled. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, that would be, that messed me up. I'd be like, oh man, we got one of those demon things. Um, I, mean, I think, I think it's encouraging students to pray out loud in general is man, like, like, yeah. Hey, like, what you're saying, and this is part of the encouragement thing. Like, Hey man, like why do students not pray out loud? Because they think they're doing it wrong. Mm. It's the same reason why they don't talk. The same reason they're not making jokes. The same reason they're not raising hands is because they're they're nervous, man. And so yeah. if you can speak to the insecurities and say, "Hey, everything we're going to do tonight is under this umbrella. We're going to be healthy. We're going to be holy. It's going to be awesome." And so, but, hey, I'm going to encourage you. It can be as quiet as you want, but I want to encourage you to when you talk, talk to God like He's right in front of you because He is. And so you wouldn't talk to someone with your mouth closed, would you? No. Now you can do it in your head and that's cool, but I want to encourage you to open your mouth because, and then even preface it because at any point here, there is a good opportunity, a good chance that while you're, by, while you're talking in English, you're going to be prompted to say something that isn't. And while you're already talking, it's going to be a lot easier for you just to keep talking. And yeah. it might not make any sense to you, but if it doesn't make any sense, that's probably because you're doing it good. Mm. Yeah. Great, mm. great question, Samantha. Great. Uh, the next that's question great. is by Brad. Uh, Brad said, it seems like most of what we charismatic types do when it comes to baptism of the Holy Spirit is just get them baptized. Then after that, we focus on the next kid uh, that needs it and leave the new quote unquote tongue talker by themselves. So what are great ways to follow up with students who are new to being baptized in the Holy Spirit? Ooh, that's great, great question. Fantastic question. Brad. Great yeah, let, me, question, let me try to understand that. So it seems that most people do that. Uh, I'm trying to get back after that. We focus on the next kid who needs it. Cause we're trying to just get them. I think that's the problem is uh, we try to make it about speaking in tongues and we just go to the next one. But man, so speaking in tongues is the beginning of a new thing. It's the, it's not the end. It's the very beginning of a, of a new relationship, man. A new, you know, I think, it, I mean, cause it's, if you understand what the baptism Holy Spirit really is, it's the greater empowerment to be a witness of Jesus. So the next step is not to speak in tongues louder. It's to speak in English with love louder. You know, it's, it's being empowered to do things that you couldn't do before or, you know, greater faith, greater miracles, all that stuff. So I think a great way to, to follow up with students is also to ask like, hey, how, how do you feel since our, our last service? Or, hey, since then, are you continually, you know, kind of working that muscle of, of praying in the spirit and not even just praying in the spirit, but just having community with Holy Spirit? You know, what does that look like? But, but I, you know, I think that's a good question too, even for you guys, because I'm not, I'm not on the ground with youth, you know, on the longevity. So you guys might be able to even speak to that on a more yeah. long term kind of thing. Yeah. Pete, how do you do that? I got, I got to have a thought. I'll have one thought, but I'll, I'd like to hear from you first. Like, how do we do? I'm sorry. Let me say that. Like, follow up. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, like, like, you know, you're full-time youth pastor right now. So yeah. 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 I, I think the way we follow up, man, is we, so first of all, one-on-one, uh, that's kind of setting, you know, I love the picture that you painted Ty about coaching. Like sometimes there's group coaching moments and then there's individual coaching moments. So when a, when a kid gets filled with the spirit, I'm not just going to have them fill out the card because I want to count yeah. that, you know, Pastor, right. look, you know, like we're not just going to do that. We are going to set up a plan. Um, and actually, this is really great. Straight up, this past uh, re- retreat that we just had, we had a list of scriptures um, and explanations, like short, very short, that we gave the students that said, hey, this is what happened in your life. And this is how the Holy Spirit is now going to work in you. Obviously, there's yeah. a state from scripture. Um, so they can read and try to process some of those things on their own. And then what we do with their small group leaders, we'll say, hey, what are your questions, right? Because anything that people people experience, right? If they genuinely experience it, they should have some questions that they're like, okay, so can I do this on command? I hear you guys do this on command. What's the difference between getting filled with the spirit, praying in tongues? Uh, like what, what does that look like? Um, so we try to give them a space to ask questions. We try to give them a sheet where they can follow up like, and, and know what happened in their life from scripture. Uh, and then lastly, we encourage them to keep doing it. <laughs> like, yeah. I don't know uh, if that's super simple, but we just encourage them to continue to pray in the spirit. And we try to teach them like, okay, so what just happened in your life? Like now we're trying to not, I want to say this very carefully. Like we really try to teach them how to tap into their prayer language. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah that's good. Yeah. So it's like, I tell them, like, for me, I pray every day out loud in English uh, for my family, for different things. I lay out the pieces of my life before the Lord. But then there's always this, like, you know, short time that I pray in the spirit um, that I'm filled with. It's a gift that God gave me. So I use it every day. Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. how I kind of communicate. Yeah. Awesome. yeah, you just set me up for the, the one thought I had, Pete, which is just encouraging students to to use and develop that gift of a prayer language yeah. on a regular basis, right? And just helping them understand what just happened to you at uh, the altar call or uh, in the bathroom or in the car or wherever, right? That was never meant to just be a one-time experience that you could just kind of, you know, file away as like, oh, that was a great moment. I remember that moment. This was meant to be the beginning. And you mentioned this, Ty. This was meant to be the beginning of a brand new gift that you're supposed to use and grow in and operate in on a regular basis. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, here's yeah. another question. Let's this um, let's jump to this one. Uh, it's a little theological in nature. So, Ty, I'll let you uh, stab yeah, away yeah. this one first. So, Cassie says, "I prayed with students who seem totally saturated in the Holy Spirit, but they didn't yet pray in tongues. Can you receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit and not have the evidence of speaking in tongues?" Yeah, I think that's like the that's the, the that's the big money question theologically. Yeah. yeah, and honestly, people have different views on this, and I. There are some things that are like heaven and hell issues. I don't think this is a heaven and hell issue for me. So I'm like, but I believe personally and theologically that, man, I believe that the baptismal spirit is first distinguished by speaking in tongues out loud. I, I believe that. I mean, I think scripture really shows us that in a lot of ways. But man, I think I think half of this, though, is that fact that, you know, it's that first thing of like, like man, like they, they didn't pray in tongues. Like, man, like, well, that already kind of sets up like, man, like, what's the goal, man? Is the goal praying in tongues or is the goal ha- them leaving with more? Like I want us to really focus on us setting up students for success. And you know, if you're trying to get students to speak in tongues, it's not going to work. You know, you're, you're trying, it's the thing with, like I was saying with Pete, man, if you're trying to hand out receipts for something that students haven't bought yet. It's just going to be confusing and weird, or it's going to be fake. But man, like I, you know, I think the other, the question too, I think that comes along with this is, man, like, can you see miracles? Can you see signs and wonders, you know, and all that kind of stuff? 
without this. I'm like, man, if you look anywhere in the Bible before Acts chapter two, verse four, before that, God does amazing stuff for people. And so, man, this isn't like the starting of being able to do great things. This is just an intensifier of, of, of doing that. And so, yeah, like I, I, can you receive the infilling of the Holy Spirit? Like, man, when you give your life to Jesus, the Bible says that there is a fresh indwelling of Holy Spirit and that you become the temple of Holy Spirit. So you, man, you are filled with the Holy Spirit at that point. But man, the baptism of the Spirit is really the overflow of that filling. Yeah, that's really good. Really good. Um, Peter, there's a couple more questions here. One from Josh, one from Ricky. Uh, which one do you want to take? Let's do, let's take the Josh question at the bottom. What would you say to the student that had the initial experience in the weeks and the months, but still don't have a prayer language, but still after don't have a prayer language? What would you say to students that had the initial experience, but in the weeks and months that, that they're doing everything right? Mm-hmm. I would encourage them that they're doing everything right and everything normal. That's yeah. like saying, man, like, dude, I met this, I met this really nice girl and we're like, we went on two dates, but we're not married yet bro like <laughs> chill out man like don't rush the process i think that's what we have to is we can't rush the process based on our experience that's man, like, like 15 15 year old ty do you love me do you love me do you love me do you it love is me? man <laughs> and she didn't love me that's the truth that's the end of the story man she didn't love me bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, i think that's the thing man is i think we it, this is like one of those statements and it's out of good intention, but I think what it ends up doing is it, it's create, it creates pressure, you know, of man, like the truth is, man, is like the goal is for them just to keep pursuing Jesus. And, and how that looks is with Holy spirit, man, Holy spirit is Jesus here on earth living inside of me. And so, man, I, my goal isn't just to speak in tongues or have some lethargic experience. I can't really say that word like that. What experience, man, I want to just have the authentic thing. And so I think we oftentimes we, we try to make assumptions that our, our students are going to receive in the same speed and way that I received. But yeah, dude, like yeah. it might, it might take a week. It might take a month, but dude, like the goal isn't, isn't that one moment. The goal is the journey, man. The goal is yeah. the journey. Yeah. yeah. I would say this too, you know, we often, and you know, how I learned about the infilling of the Holy spirit is kind of the cup illustration, the yeah, overflow, yeah. right? Like you wouldn't know if it was completely full until from a distance until you saw the overflow. And I think that's a great illustration or whatever, but what we don't talk about is the poor. Um, you know, and the capacity of the cup. Sometimes you could pour something into a cup that's kind of small, shall and it it's quick, you know what I mean? Or the depth of the cup, it's a bigger cup, or how quickly it pours. And that's what and that's why I like what you're saying about the journey, is because my goal in those Holy Spirit moments is to get the student so enamored with the presence of Jesus, yep. uh, to get them worshiping because I want them to confess the words of the song. So they become a part of their life, right? The confessions of our mouth often become the meditations of our life. It's like, I'm trying to help them develop this language. And then it's like, for the most part, the way I've seen it is like, boom, there's an overflow. There's no words that can come. These students have to comprehend how full they feel of God. Right. And so uh, just getting them to the place where they're just pouring and getting after it, uh, it's, it's really beautiful. I love that. So I think that's a great explanation. Yeah, I, I think what we, I think I, what I see so many times um, is that people end up trying to make students have these moments. Cause like the question is like, man, do you really want your students to have an authentic, healthy risk, uh, experience? Or are you just trying to fulfill like an insecurity that you're not a good enough youth pastor or a good mm. enough leader? Mm. I mean, like, that's really the deep question is like, man, like, do I want them to experience God in a really authentic way that they need or am I going to put my perspective on it and say, man, I just need a bunch of students to get saved so that I feel like I'm doing this right. When yeah. you're like, 
no leader, baptizer, or me. Like we are not the baptizer. Jesus is the baptizer. Yeah. So we got to take all the pressure off ourselves because he wa- he wants us to be easy. Yeah, that's so good. I want to take this one more question. This is from uh, Ricky. Ricky's a youth pastor here in uh, Pennsylvania. Um, and I think this is kind of a good like tension that youth pastors face oftentimes. So I believe that you have to create space in worship and prayer, but how much space do you create on a school night? On a school night. So that's kind of like the logistical question. So this, this, this is good because Ty, you can give us your perspective as, as an evangelist, you know, you spend your life traveling on the road and coming to different areas. And Peter, you can give us your perspective as someone who's doing full-time youth ministry right now. How do you try to live in the balance and tension of, I want students to have these sort of environments, um, yet I also, you know, I, I'm at a church and I got kids that got to get home and parents and all those other logistics and details. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man, I think I think um, uh, for us, it's a teaching night, like a normal service night, if you will, where we teach on the Holy Spirit. And then that following service is a worship night. You know what I mean? Like, just do it very simple like that, because you do need to create that space. And like, if you're that youth pastor that's going, you know, for three hours on a Wednesday, you're going to reverse growth your youth ministry very quickly. Um, This is a thing, reverse growth. So if you need help doing that, I might be able to help you sometimes. Okay, I'm just kidding. But no, but seriously, um, like just the follow up service to it, like create anticipation over it and then say, hey, next week we're going to have a worship night or we're going to we're going to practice this together uh, and get after it uh, in whatever capacity you can. Obviously, this is where like retreats are a beautiful thing. Camps are a beautiful thing. We want to create those moments for our students as well, uh, going to those kind of events or just even in a small group setting. Can I tell you right now, the, the way that most students are getting filled with the Holy Spirit in our youth ministry is in a small group setting. You know, when they have time, it's not like the pressure of like everyone's around you and you hear everyone speaking in tongues. And you're kind of, you know, and which would be weird for some kids. Some kids get yeah. filled in the big crowd. Some kids get filled in a small group setting where their walls are down. It's like we just try different things. But yeah, yeah. I would say dedicate whole nights to it, honestly, to worship, by the way, to worship in prayer, not to yeah. getting, you know what I mean? Dedicate yeah. whole nights to worship in prayer. I love it. Yeah. So good. Ty, you got anything you want to add to that? Not really. I mean, honestly, like I. I, like my perspective is I'd come in under the schedule that the, the youth pastor gives me, man. Like when I was there with Pete, that's a great example. I'm like, dude, like how long we got, like, this is our cutoff time. Yeah. Duh, Cause like, I, I'm going to be a parent one day and I don't want to, you know, have some bad vibes. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, like, dude, like, I, cause I wouldn't, cause the truth is like, there's like the fruits of the Holy spirit. And then there's the gifts, man. And all that stuff. Like, but I don't want to, I don't want to contradict our organization because we're having some, you know, it's all that stuff. So yeah, I just, I try to get under the, I love that, that idea. I like to get under the understanding of, of their schedules because I don't want to have students have a spiritual experience and then get in the car with a, with a frustrated parent. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. That's really smart. That's right. And, and those are the dynamics that happen, you know, for, for a lot of parents and yeah. a lot of students, you know, that's really good. Yeah. This has been great. It's been such a good conversation. Um, and, and you saw some comments there from the you know people that are watching right now saying, boy, this has been one of the most helpful conversations they've had. Those of you that are still with us live, uh, do me a favor. Just drop in the chat right now some uh, appreciation to Ty specifically for jumping on LTG Live today and for just giving us some great wisdom, great advice from his experience. And uh, we just want to honor you and just kind of give you a shout out in that way. Um, Ty, I would imagine there's some people listening today that would love to connect with you. Um, what's the easiest way for them to do that? Yeah, the easiest way is social. Everywhere on social, it's at Ty Buckingham. So yeah, I'd love to help anybody out. And for real, yeah, any of this stuff, man, like any of these questions, or, hit us up. 
or catch him at Tuscan Slice in Waxahachie. That's good. And um, we dropped Ty's uh, website link in the chat for you. Uh, so any of you youth pastors that are watching that would love to connect with him uh, about the potential of bringing Ty in for a booking and, and having him bless you, your ministry. Yeah, for sure. um, yeah hit him up on the website. I want to say this, if I can. Um, I don't have a, a system for this really. But yeah, if you're a youth pastor or a youth leader and you'd like to grow more in this, and you don't have the budget or whatever, like I have books on Holy Spirit. They're really helpful. And if you're in a place where like, man, budget is going to break, uh, just like send me a direct message and I'll try to, I'll try to send you some, some stuff for sure. That's really yeah. awesome. Really awesome. Are those books available on your website or Amazon or how about yeah, all that yeah. stuff? Yeah. It's all, all, that, all that stuff. Awesome. They want to buy it, but if awesome. they can't, no big deal. Yeah. Yeah. Really good, man. Oh, uh, this is so good, dude. Thanks so much uh, for being with us, Ty. We appreciate it. Uh, it's been a great conversation. And uh, hey, listen, if you're listening back on the podcast, do us a favor. Help Peter and I out. Uh, rate it, review it, share it, tag us, all that good stuff, right? Um, and and if you're one of our faithful few uh, that listen uh, to the live stream every single Thursday, Peter and I just say thanks. Thanks for uh, for, for being a part of the, the tribe here, the Lead the Gen fam, and uh, just kind of following along with us and engaging in these conversations. You're helping add a lot of life to it with your thoughts, with your questions, all that good stuff. Peter, come on, close this out, man. Yeah. God, let's pray. God, we thank you for this conversation, for we know uh, exactly what's been said on this podcast, that uh, the most important relationship students can have is one with the Holy Spirit. So we pray that all the wisdom that's been departed into this moment would help youth pastors and uh, lead pastors all across the country, and that as we apply uh, what we've learned, God, that lives would be totally transformed. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. Dude, Ty, Ty, we are thankful for you, bro. Yeah, bro. You You did amazing. This sure. is true. I agree. It's been great, man. Great conversation. Um, Peter, great see you next week with Mike Miller. It's going to be great. Mike Miller. And um, we'll catch with all of you there. M and M, Mike Miller. Yeah. Come Let's on. Go. It works. Thanks for listening to this episode of LTG Live. And a special thanks to those that give generously to our ministry. It's people like you that make what we do possible. If you enjoyed this episode, consider investing at leadthegeneration.com as well as subscribing, sharing online, and tagging us at LTG Conference.